You're here, I'm pleased, I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and welcome to Just Saying Podcast. I'm so happy that we're here, so let's go ahead on and get down to business today. All right now, Happy New Year, let's start off there. It's the first episode of the year. I'm so glad we are here. Shout out to all the people who are here listening and sharing all of that. If you have not subscribed yet to this, I'm saying subscribe and I really mean follow. (laughs) Sometimes I use my YouTube lingo here. Sometimes I use my podcast lingo on the YouTube channel. You know, just trying to keep it all together. <laughs> um, it, anyway, let's get back to it. If you haven't, if you are not following this podcast yet, you can hit the little button. Some people it says subscribe. Some people it says follow, depending on the platform you are on. Shout out to all of my people on all platforms. But specifically, if you are on iTunes, go ahead on and also rate this podcast and leave a review. You guys don't know how much that means to me, but it means a great deal to me. And it only takes a little bit of your time. So you can do that as you listen to me right now. Um, also, you know, I'm on social media. So get on over there to Just Saying Podcast over at Instagram. You'll see all kind of stuff. I put things up all the time. And, um, you know, so there's content there uplifting you, giving you motivation, doing all those kind of great things because that's what she do. (laughs) Um, so, you know, make sure you do all of those things. Now that we got that business out the way, let's get this show going. All right, so let's get a couple things to have a little conversation. Now, normally I like to talk to you about what I did this weekend, but what I did this weekend really is the topic of this podcast. So we're going to go ahead on and skip that for today. I do want to say these things, though. Um, Season six of Ayanla is starting on um, the 12th, this, which would be this Saturday. Do not miss it, guys. I've already seen the episode. Uh, There's some, you know, some things we can talk about on there. I'm probably going to touch on this episode quickly, but you guys should, you should watch it. Don't forget it. Again, it's um, this Saturday, January 12th. You guys can go ahead on and watch it. I believe it comes on at 9 p.m. on the OWN Network. You know, get in there and, um, you know, maybe you can take some notes. And if you've seen something that you think that I should talk about, you can go ahead on and send me an email. You know, I'm going to put that email down in the show notes. So go ahead on down there and you will find (laughs) the email so that you can let me know if there's anything that you'd like to see discussed on the podcast next week. Because I already know where I'm going with it. But, you know, you never know. You never know how people are, you know, feeling about things. There was not an episode of Red Table Talks this week. So, um, you know, if you didn't watch the last one, they were talking about working out. I don't have much to say about that. Uh, So she a big body girl over here. Not that I don't work out at all, but I didn't have much to say on that episode so, you know, you can go ahead on and check that out if you want to. Also, let me tell y'all, I am looking forward to um, seeing a new movie that's coming out on Friday. So we definitely going to be talking about that. Um, the movie is uh, If Bill Street Could Talk. 
When I tell y'all I'm so excited for this movie. Now, some cities has already come out. I know in Atlanta where, you know, my um, favorite sister friend Summer is at, she's already seen it and she cannot wait for me. She want to get it on the talk. So she may be here for that. <laughs> we don't know. Speaking of Summer, Summer was going to be on this episode, but there was some scheduling conflicts. So we couldn't get her to... Um, get in on the episode unfortunately but hopefully she will be back for if bill street could talk the only thing that i can tell you that i did this the only two things i can tell you i did this weekend were i did a whole bunch of running around today i was like mommy uber not today but this weekend i was like mommy uber somebody had to go somewhere all the time and i usually like to be in the house and i did not get to do that also i had furniture delivered this weekend so I wasn't able to <laughs> lay out like I lay out, you know, like I usually do because I had to make sure things were together to have some furniture delivered. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but because there are, you know, a bunch of kids at my house, it's always something behind my couch. Like, I don't understand why. How were they losing things? The baby had all kind of toys behind the couch. I'm just like, why didn't we notice these baby toys was missing? But, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> it just drives me crazy, but it's okay, guys. That's just what my weekend looked like. But let's get into why we all are here. Okay, let me just start off by saying that if you have not seen this already, um, this episode may be may have some triggers in it it's definitely going to have spoilers in it so spoiler alert and trigger alert for this episode um unfortunately I do have to talk about some things I feel like I need to touch on some things it was the it was one of the big things going on this weekend and so I need I'm going to talk about it I don't know if I need to but I want to and so <laughs> this is my platform to be able to do such things so I am going to talk about it and there will be some of my opinion in this and I am not letting you know that I'm letting you know ahead of time that you may not people may not agree with my opinion um that some people may be you know if you have things to say again feel free to send a email to me and we can have discussion but I watched Surviving R. Kelly. It started on Thursday night. There were six episodes. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Two episodes per night. I think that they needed to just give me one. <laughs> it was really heavy. There was like a lot of heavy information going on. And yes, R. Kelly, a lot of the stuff... I saw people putting out there like we already seen this we already know we know what know we know and that is true there's a lot of things that have been circulating for years about R. Kelly but when things when when the story is put together and you get to see the timeline of things and hear accounts from people who they say were there um, witnessing certain situations it's a lot different than when you get little clips on the news and the tv and the internet you know and here and there whatever it it was a lot different also they were also giving like the timeline of when songs were coming out and that kind of thing and so because of that it became very heavy to me I know there were some people that I know that I was texting and reminding them to breathe 
I was texting some people telling them, don't watch it all in one setting. If you haven't watched it yet, you have it on your DVR. Do not sit down and watch all six episodes together. Make sure that you take some time for yourself and, you know, just figure out what you need to do for yourself. I think that that was, you know, that's one of those things that has to be done. Again, I watched all of it every night. I watched two episodes. I felt a kind of way, but I didn't want to say anything about any of it. I didn't even do my YouTube video until I watched all six episodes. And after watching them all, the only thing that I can say is that I felt very angry. I felt disappointed. And I felt... um, Sad. I guess the word would just be sad. I felt sad. Uh, I felt sad for people, but I I was more so angry. Watching this story, there were so many people that you got to see who, you know, just let things go. And I just didn't understand that. I was very, very confused by that. So, the, you know, of course, they want to try to make R. Kelly uh, human seem human so they gave us a backstory about how he was molested how he says that he was molested and his uh, brothers were molested I believe there's three boys and a, and, a, and a sister we didn't see the sister on the show but um, we did see all three of the brothers no that's not true R. Kelly was not on this show um, so we saw two of the brothers and they had a lot to say um So we got the story about R. Kelly and his brother being molested. Nothing really being done about it. I don't know. I hear you. But I was like, let's move on. Because that's not really what I was there for. I don't ever feel like I'm going to tell anybody that they were lying about, you know, being assaulted in any ways, physical or mental. Um, But I wasn't. I wanted to hear the story of these women. So, they go into, after talking about R. Kelly and, you know, his his childhood, they, they let us know that R. Kelly dropped out of high school. But then, once he dropped out of high school, he was still going back to the high school. Now, there was one thing about high school that I do remember is that R. Kelly... Choir teacher said that he was writing songs even in high school, and when he was writing songs, they were overly sexualized. And I just feel like um, a lot of times when kids are overly sexual, you know, they say that that's one of those, you know, red flags for people. Like, yes, in in high school, kids are a little sexual, and, you know, they want to explore and all those type of things. But then there isn't such thing as a line where it becomes overly sexual. So... You know, maybe maybe somebody missed him then and could have addressed some things and they didn't. So, I, you know, I, I guess that's the thing. But then once R. Kelly left, R. Kelly was going back to the high school and picking up, like, meeting t- the girls at the high school. And I think that he probably was, like, 19, 20, maybe 21 years old. And people, sometimes people make that seem like that's not that big of a deal. Because I remember when I was in high school... I remember there were some people who dated older um, men and 
they, you know, didn't have a problem with that. I remember even in middle school, there were girls that I knew who would have boyfriends that were like 18. We would be like 13, 14, and they'd have boyfriends who were like 17, 18, 19 years old. And I just never understood that even then because I was just like, you know, what are we? What am I supposed to do with that older boy? I knew in middle school that the expectation was going to be that we would need to have sex. And for me, I was like, I'm not with it. And unfortunately, there are girls and young girls who feel like, you know, for the status, they are okay with giving up a piece of themselves for the status. You know, a lot of times it's boys that have some um, fast cash, and so they will give up, you know, themselves that a lot of girls aren't even told, you know, is a precious thing. And, you know, for the status and for the money and for the clout. And I know girls who did do that. So I also have to admit that when I was younger, I knew guys who liked to have younger girlfriends. Um, In particular, I knew that there was a guy who was, I think he was 20. He was either 19 or he was 20. And um, he was going to the prom with a girl. And I was just like, uh uh-uh, and I'm calling her mama. So I did. I called her mom and let her know, hey, you know, your daughter is going out with this guy who's supposed to be taking her to the prom, but, like, he's, like, out of school. But her mom was just like, oh, well, he's nice. I don't know why you're calling me. You know, it was all of that. I remember that way back in high school. Like, what, what are we, like... What are we doing? I think it may have either been my senior year as well or was the year after I graduated. One or the other. But I already knew, like, we what are we doing? But the mom, she let him go. She was fine with it. And so, you know, there's a lot of times when parents feel like if their child is 17, 18, and their, their, their daughter's boyfriend is 19, 20, even sometimes 21, they're okay with that. So, you know... I, I remember that happening. So that was what they were saying. Our Kelly was going back and picking up girls almost immediately, you know, as a uh, older teen and um, early 20s. Then um, they went into the whole story about Aaliyah. I'm not going blow for blow because I watched it more to see what was going on. I didn't take any notes. So I, please forgive me if you feel like I'm missing something while I'm giving this um while I'm giving you my recap about it and how I feel about situations. Again, if you'd like to talk about it, we can go ahead on. If you guys have any questions, we can actually do uh, Instagram Live if you want to talk about it even further. But um, again, let's move. Let's keep going. So they talked about Aaliyah and how Aaliyah, you know, she came to the industry. I think she was about 12 um she was the niece or she was related to um a a music exec so that's how she kind of got into the business she was on star search um she got those four stars I remember I wanted to be on star search so bad (laughs) and I couldn't I couldn't get there but I remember I had my uncle my shout out to my uncle Harry my uncle Harry used to tell my grandma all the time you need to get that girl on star search um, I don't think I had the four star voice, but he believed in me. And so shout out to him. Um, he made me feel great. I would be in my room sometimes just like, hmm, 
humming it out, you know, trying to make, trying to get myself prepared in case my grandma told me I could get on that star search stage, but it never happened. So, but Aaliyah did. Aaliyah made it to star search. She got connected with R. Kelly. R. Kelly kind of helped her to fix her styling up so that she looked like less like a little, you know, sweetheart bubblegum girl and more like a edgier street girl. And you, you guys remember she used to wear those like um, cut off shirts and like halter tops and, uh, you know, the jeans and the, the sweats that had like the um, underwear coming out the top. It was like boy shorts or boxers or something. And it looked like she had those on coming out the tops. That was her look with also with the um, the sunglasses. We called them lokes back in the day and uh, that hair. See, for a long time, she had the hair, like, swooped over one eye. That was, like, her look and a bandana. I tried to get that look off one time. It did not look work. It was not for me. But shout out to her. That was the, um, she started working with R. Kelly. There were, you know, some songs that came out. I'm not going to give them to you. Um, but there were some songs that came out very inappropriate. The only one that I will say um, that I will talk about in this time was um, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Very inappropriate for a child to be singing. Very inappropriate for a grown man to be writing about a child. It was very inappropriate. I I don't remember whether or not I liked the song back in the day. I can't remember. I'm disgusted by most of what he does now. So I can't remember if I felt a way about it. It was a long time ago. I don't remember in particular that song. And how I, you know, if, if I thought it was a groove or a bop back then. But I definitely know it ain't today. Okay. Um, then we heard this, you know, this rumor that they were dating and it was like, what are you talking about? R. Kelly dating Aaliyah? Like, ain't she a kid? But we didn't have social media back then and the internet wasn't like this readily available thing to everybody. So you kind of just got your news from like BET or MTV news. And so we didn't really know a lot of stuff except that. Um, I remembered when, when it came on MTV news that R. Kelly and Aaliyah got married. And I know back then I remember being like, what in D? Because (laughs) we, we knew he was grown and we knew that she wasn't. And we didn't, I I know that I didn't understand like, what, what, what is the thing? What is going on? Why, how, I'm, I'm confused today. Like the same way that I don't have words for it now is the same way that I didn't have words for it back then. And then it was like quickly we heard, I don't know how how long after, but quickly we heard that um, the marriage had been annulled. Now on the show, Surviving R. Kelly, there is a background singer who is giving her account of what you know, transpired between R. Kelly and Aaliyah and you know, the way that she tells the story, it was hard to listen to, you know, just a lot of inappropriate things that she has seen. And she was a teenager at the time, this background singer, she was a teenager at the time. And then she recalls a time before they got married where they were on a tour bus. And while on the tour bus, um, the, I don't know if you guys are familiar with how a tour bus is set up, but there's like all these like bunks, like bunk beds that go up. And in the back of the, the tour bus is usually like, um, like, like what they would describe as like the master bedroom, which is a bigger room. It's, um, you know, a bigger, a bigger bed than the bunk beds. 
and this backup singer she describes this thing this story where they were on the bus uh, uh, you know everybody was on the bus traveling and somehow maybe it was a turn I don't know but she's saying that the curtain flung open and R. Kelly was having sex with Aaliyah on in the tour bus and everybody knew she was underage so when they got to she was married it was like well for them it was kind of just like well of course they did because you know we've seen them and they were together and it just was unhealthy and there was a tour manager and let me tell y'all like if you haven't seen this and even if you have seen this this tour manager guy on the show talking about all of these situations disgusts me even further than R. Kelly. I just don't understand a grown man who could sit around and tell these stories about this stuff. Just matter of factly like, oh yeah, they got married. He's admitting that he helped out with the paperwork to get Aaliyah to, you know, to make it look like Aaliyah was 18. So they knew it was wrong. They knew it was wrong. And they did it anyway. He, this tour manager starts talking about when they were, when they had the ceremony, Aaliyah looked frightened. She didn't really look like she was sure that she wanted to do it. Or Kelly standing there looking like the sick nut that he is. And this guy is there like, yeah, I mean, you know, he liked the young girl. I don't know what to tell you. I was disgusted listening to this man. He's sitting there like, oh yeah, Aaliyah said I do. And then, you know, R. Kelly, he, he said I do. What the hell? No tears. Like, he's not sad about this. I didn't feel any remorse from this man. And I was disgusted by him. I don't even know what his name is. Tour manager, guys. What I'm going to refer to him as. And I was disgusted by his participation in this whole damn thing. Like, it was just disgusting. So, this guy is talking about it. Like, oh, yeah, Leah, She was scared. Da, 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 da. Talking about, I feel like I let Aaliyah down. And I feel like I let R. Kelly down. And he was so damn right. Excuse me, y'all. I'm going to be cussing through this one. Because I'm upset. Like, I, like this... The fact that the, there's so many people who witnessed so many things for so many years is disgusting to me. So let, let's just keep going. So he, he is right. He did. He let Aaliyah down because he should have spoke up for her as a grown ass man. And he didn't. And then he definitely also let R. Kelly down because if you were supposed to be this man's friend and you were somebody, supposed to be somebody who's supposed to be looking out for him, you're supposed to let him know, dog, this is wrong, bruh. We got to get you some help. And then tell somebody, get to her parents and say, yo, he, this man, keep him away from your daughter. He's sick. No, but they didn't do that. Mm-mm. No, not only did he not do that, but then they start talking about how R. Kelly had girls and all kind of sitting in studios, just laying down and just, you know, you could walk in and there'd be all kind of girls just sitting there waiting for him. That means that there were adults all over the place going through there. There's like engineers and videographers and people doing interviews and all. Just why? What the hell? And like people, there would be like, you know, I'm I'm believing that there were other adults who were bringing kids to see R. Kelly and then you see kids laying in rooms. And not, I don't know if you're questioning that or what, but it's just like, how in the hell? Are we doing this? There's one girl. It, like, when I say that there were so many people helping, there's one young lady on there. 
of Hispanic descent, or at least that's what it looks like to me. And she starts talking about how she met R. Kelly at the mall. That R. Kelly saw her at the mall. They were all, you know, girls were just like, oh, I like him. Oh, you know how they swooning over these grown men. And security brought her his phone number talking about R. Kelly wants you to call him. She wasn't singing. She was just in a mall looking like a girl. And here comes some security. Security? Like, you in on it too? You going to take a number to R. Kelly? You could have easily walked over to this child and made it seem like you gave a number. And then all it would just be is, I guess she didn't want to call you. I don't know, but no, you raggedy something, a piece of whatever. You gave a phone number to this girl knowing what the intention was. You knew he wasn't trying to get her no record contract. You never even heard her sing. This young girl talks about how she went there and she met with R. Kelly and then she stayed and she had sex with him and he, you know, he had sex with her, let's put it that way. And there is one point where she, they asked her like, you know, what ended it, you know, and she said that she caught mono from R. Kelly and uh, then she got so sick that she ended up having to be in the hospital. She was paralyzed and then saying that R. Kelly just called my mom and then gave her a thousand dollars. Because for R. Kelly, that's all she was worth. <sighs> Guys, you need to breathe. There were stories after stories of young girl after young girl. There's a young girl who talks about the fact that he you know, would make her have threesomes and her and other, with other girls and that he would just instruct them on what to do, that there would be, um, that there would be mats and air mattresses that he would bring out and these girls would do just inappropriate things. You know what was going on? Sex trafficking sex trafficking ring going on in the United States in front of our faces with a man who was calling himself the Pied Piper of R&B letting everybody know his intentions was to use his music to draw children to him which is exactly what he did and none of us did anything like there was so little done and I'm just disgusted that I gave money to this man buying some of his music. I definitely stepped in the name of love. And the only reason why I'm saying that song too is because I remember dancing with my son and using that song as part of my bonding with my child and just letting him... You know, just letting him be, my, you know, letting him know that I, I care for him and giving him a moment of my time. And also, you know, because my son didn't have a lot of confidence in himself when he was younger. Um, just trying to let him know, like, you know, you could go and, you know, be out there. and Don't be afraid to, you know, be your own self and all those things. And um, knowing that I was the background of that is a song that makes that experience for me 
very ugly. And I didn't even realize it. I didn't know it. And no, you're right. And I know there's people who would be like, well, you know, Danny, you didn't know. But I can't even pull that up for us anymore because that song is that man. They're just, the young lady talked about how she went there was a time when there was somebody that they had a girl that she had a threesome with and she was talking to the girl and then one day the girl gave her you know they were talking and she was saying how she wanted to get a car when she was you know when she was able to drive and the girl's like oh what do you mean can't you you're not able to drive like you didn't get your license yet and the girl's like oh no I'm only 15 and this young this other girl I think she might have been 17 maybe 18 is now disgusted and crying because she didn't realize that the year before when they were having sex this girl was like 14 years old and all of this and I I I just don't get it. I just don't get the people. There were people there who did not care about these children. Like, what the hell? So uh, we get into, um, uh, they were then talking about our Kelly's wife, Andrea. Andrea was a dancer. She is a dancer. And that's how they met. She became one of his background dancers. He started dating her. They started, the the other people on the show were saying that Andrea was very bubbly and, you know, interacted with everybody up until she started dating R. Kelly. And then it was like she never spoke to any of them again. And it was because Andrea was saying and other women also said that once they got into relationship with R. Kelly, you were not allowed to like talk to other people. Like there were there were people who were saying that he didn't even want you to like look up like you just keep your head down looking at him. Um, All the girls had to refer to him as daddy. um, And he was very, very controlling there there was this story Andrea was telling about how even when they got married she didn't know that they were getting married like she did he like took her somewhere and the wedding was already set up like there her family wasn't there she didn't get to pick her own dress she didn't get to pick the date no colors none of that stuff it was just like we get married today and she in the control state that she was already in was like okay and then it just got more and more abusive now they say that there that r kelly locked her up lots of times and that you know like she couldn't come out once they asked andrea that she just started crying and saying there were things that she didn't want to talk about yet um but there is a story from sparkle and if you guys i know i'm giving you a lot but when i tell you it's a lot so let's just take a moment and breathe Okay, there is a there is a story where there is a R&B artist named by the name of Sparkle. Sparkle was one of the proteges of R. Kelly, kind of around the same time as Kelly Price was. And we didn't see Kelly Price on this show, so I'm not going to say anything else about that. But it was around that same time. And Sparkle did one song with R. Kelly. Everybody thought that Sparkle was going to come out with an album that was supposed to be spectacular, that she was supposed to have been like one of these next It Voices. And it never came out. And it was all behind this controversy. And because, again, there wasn't a lot of social media and all that, we didn't... I I don't know what other people knew. I didn't know really what was going on. I didn't understand it. I was having a bunch of babies at the time. I was not locked in on what was going on in Sparkle and R. Kelly's life. But on this account, 
Sparkle was talking about how she was at R. Kelly's house with a bunch of guys. They were watching the game. There was a lot going on, but somebody kept knocking on a door in the house. And finally, she or and or someone else, you know, kind of said, like, nobody else hears this knocking on the door. R. Kelly then addresses the door. His wife pokes her head out and asks if she's allowed to come and get food. R. Kelly grants her permission to eat. And then she, like, made a plate without speaking to anybody, head down, got the plate, and went back into whatever room that she was in. Like, she didn't come sit down with them. She wasn't welcome with them. Sparkle says, oh, she knew then, like, that would never be me. But she still stayed. And that's where, you know, the con- that's where the, the trouble comes in because you, you're a woman and you see another woman being mistreated in such a way and you're like, oh, ain't nobody going to treat me like that. But you're okay with the people that you're with treating someone that way. And that is a problem. All of those men that sat in that room and didn't check them like, yo, what's up with your wife? Nobody spoke to her. They all knew not to speak to her. Like, what is that? Like, he controlling you too, dude. That don't make no sense to me. So, Sparkle being, getting ready to be set up with this music career that she believed was, you know, going to take her somewhere. And this is, again, all for the love of that money she introduces R. Kelly to her niece. Apparently her niece is supposed to be like a rapper and she wanted her to try to be like a young Bow Wow. Cause you remember back in the day Bow Wow came out, he was like 12 or something, I don't know, eight. I don't know how old Bow Wow was, but she wanted him to be like, you know, like that, like cute little female rapper. Only other person who was like little rapper that I remember was like Raven Simone. She had like a very short lived rap career I think she was helped by Missy Elliott or something but um Sparkle wanted her niece to be that so she introduced R. Kelly to her niece already knowing how he was treating his daughter his um wife already knowing that there were you know some inappropriate things going on in her mind her account is that I just felt like I would keep her near me which means you're leery of a man who you think is very, very possible that he is molesting kids, but you so busy worried that she might get the check, catch the bag, that you ain't even, you, you just not even, you like, well, you know, I'll just try to keep it safe. For money. Like, doing this stuff, doing this podcast, doing my YouTube channel, hitting Instagram hard daily, I and Twitter all the time. I am doing this because I want to be able to be um, noticed. I'd like for my numbers to be higher. I'd like for there to be some listener support, financial listener support. I'd like for there to be, you know, some monetary gain as far as, you know, sponsors and whatnot. This is true. I never want to be so famous, though. Like, if this is what it does to people and make them think that you could just do whatever, I'm like, nah, bruh. I can't. I don't understand. Anyway, so Sparkle introduces her niece to R. Kelly. She's about, I think she's like 12 years old. And that gets away from 
from her just you can't keep track of this child all the time because if you are you will be in one studio he got you in a r kelly got you in a studio recording he like oh yeah she some people will be like oh she'll be fine over here or you don't have to go to a studio on a certain day but r kelly getting in touch with the girl and bringing her and her bride to the studio it's a lot going on okay young lady who says that she had sex with the young girl who wanted to get the car speaks about how R. Kelly would set up cameras sometimes when when they would have these um forced threesomes and she recounts a, a time when there was once when she cried during the session and R. Kelly was so upset because now I, now he couldn't watch back the film because he wasn't going to be entertained because the girl had the nerve to be crying on the video. He didn't care that she was crying. He was just care. He just cared that it messed up his entertainment. Okay, so we get to what the big controversy that everybody knows about L. R. Kelly is, and that was the videotape. So this raggedy road manager, we're going to bring him back in again. This raggedy road manager, he starts talking about how, yeah, yeah, we knew that R. Kelly was filming himself with these girls. Like, they knew that. That was a thing. He was like, yeah, R. Kelly liked to film the girls. And again, like, you... (laughs) You don't care. What does that mean for your life? Like, what does your soul look like? Dark, I can tell you. That you would be like, oh, yeah, he used to film people. Like, well, everybody knew that. Like, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you? They babies. Like, I don't understand. I'm confused. So, R. Kelly got these raggedy people working for him letting helping him to do these things just one point when the, the road the tour manager talking about r kelly came to me talking about all oh, the tapes man i can't stop taping myself i know it's going to be the downfall of me but i just can't help it talking about i prayed with him you pray for it with him for what when you knew you was going to put a girl in a room later on what did you pray what was the prayer well who were you praying to because Nobody heard it, bruh. So, there's this recording. The the young girl from the threesome says that she found the tapes. Somehow she gets it to somebody, tells somebody to, to hold it for her. I don't understand. I was really confused. A lot was going on and I needed to breathe. Somehow the tape gets out. And then they tracked the tape down. I think there was some kind of extortion happening. I don't know. It was a lot that was being said, and I was confused. But I will say this. The young girl who gave the tape to somebody understood that at some point there was some conversation about them having her killed because she was in the tape, and they believed that she may have... um, giving the tape to someone I don't know I cried with her um I've never had anybody speak about murdering me but I've had some horrific things planned and done and said about me so I cried for this baby 
here she is thinking she was doing something that was right and that then finding out that that could lead to her murder to the child you guys it doesn't make any sense however this 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 tape got out way back in the day so it was on VHS this wasn't even a DVD thing you could find and, and unfortunately you could find this tape all over the place people were selling bootleg copies of this thing everywhere I never had it I never saw it I don't want to see it I don't care I'm that kind of person that, like if you tell me I believe you I'm I don't need to see no grown man peeing on no girl to confirm that a grown man was peeing on a girl it was enough people talking about this grown man peeing on a girl and there was like all this talk about it and then people started like making all these jokes and stuff about people peeing on people and like that was funny but like at the base of that is a baby who was getting peed on on video and people was paying to watch her do it and that was not okay if y'all got that tape in y'all um collection you need to get rid of that that is child porn and it is nasty you need to go ahead on and throw that out like rip the whole thing up why you got vhs's anyway Ain't nobody watching no no uh, videotapes no more. No, nobody got no VCRs. Throw that thing away. But they were talking about how, you know, it was everywhere and everybody was talking about it and everybody saw it and all of that. And so people started being like, yo, nobody's going to say nothing. Like, ain't that going to happen about this? Are Kelly just out there uh, able to just do this? So we then learned that the... There was a time when R. Kelly was arrested for not having sex with minors, but having child child porn. Um, they were just saying it was e- going to be easier to prove that he had and or was making child pornography. So he gets arrested. You know, of course, he bails out. And there's this thing. So this is also, so like, look at, pay attention to how, like, this, money thing keep on going the lawyers and r kelly his team of people crafted together this this whole plan because there is a right there is a thing called a right to a speedy trial that means that if you get arrested and you have to go to court you have the right to not have to wait for you know long periods of time to be seen in front of a judge the thing is is that you don't have to exercise that right so a lot of us were like, R. Kelly ain't never went to court for this thing. It took five years because they kept putting it off, postponing it, all of those things. Like, oh, judge, we got other cases you want to take. Go here and take those cases. And it was like, cool. By the time they get into court, one of the reasons why they didn't want to go to court so early is because they were fearful that the young girl in the video might testify. And if she well this is this is what they were saying was a possibility it's not a truth because again let me state that I do not know any of these people um personally so all that I'm talking about is what I saw on the show so I'm just going off of what the people on the show were explaining this ain't me giving y'all no fact from my own mind I don't know for sure I know what I saw and I'm talking again about what I saw on the tv show Okay, so that what they were saying is that the possibility of the plan with the legal team was 
because at the time the child was still a minor, they should probably wait until she was an adult because, you know, juries who are normally white people and mostly white men, I think it's white men, it don't matter, it's white people, they are less sympathetic to adult black women. And so they didn't want to have to be able to put a, a child on the stand. But it ain't matter though. So while they go to this court, finally after five years, they have team members. This girl is in college now, so the girl from the film. So they have people who are on her team. I think it was a basketball team or a volleyball team, something like that. They had so a girl from her team testify that they know that that's her, that they recognize their friend and that's her. They had a, a detective who is also the, the coach on the um, testify that he for sure knows that that's that girl um and all these other people were giving testimony about it the girl never testified I don't believe that she ever testified but her mama and her dad and sparkle all testified on the stand okay the Sparkle was like, that is my niece. I know it is her. I took her there. I know she was in his presence. I, I, I. Sparkle brother and sister-in-law was like, that ain't my daughter. Mm-mm. She ain't on that thing. I know all these people keep on saying that's my daughter, but it ain't. Well, shoot. Money must be good. All these people are wrong. So, of course, then the daggone jury come back and they acquit him. He got acquitted on 14 counts of, counts of child pornography because they couldn't prove nothing. Family members was like, no, it's not my child. It's not my baby. The, the girl never came forward. She felt like, why would I? I guess, I guess that the way that they were doing it is like, why would I come forward if it ain't me? Come forward and say it ain't me? No, I don't want my picture and my name all in the papers saying it ain't me. So she didn't. I was like, this is very, very interesting. At the same time, while R. Kelly is going on trial, there are girls and women who are outside screaming his name like, woo, R. Kelly, look at me over here. I know you ain't did it. They trying to take you down because you a black man. Like, Why weren't there that many girls and women on the side for these girls who were in these videotapes that were in R. Kelly's home? Whether you think that he actually had sex with any of these people, you know that he was holding this child pornography. They found it at his house. Uh, there's video, there's recordings of R. Kelly's brothers talking to Wendy Williams, talking about our, my brother wanted me to take the fall for it. I didn't want to do it. And that was some of the talk was that it wasn't R. Kelly, it was R. Kelly's brother. R. Kelly's brother is saying that his kids were getting beat up and jumped at school because people were insinuating that it might be their dad having sex with young kids. And they were taking that disgust out on their on his children. R. Kelly's brother, younger brother was like, I know I wasn't going to take the fall for that. And the older brother, who is just disgusting, if you just would have seen him, if you just would have saw, if you if you haven't seen this thing, if you would have saw this 
older brother and he's just like, oh, well, you know, everybody got preferences. I like older women. My brother like younger women. The hell are you talking about? He also was like, I don't understand why my younger brother didn't want to take $100,000 just to talk to some lawyers and, you know, make it seem like it could have been a possibility that maybe it was him. He could have been rich. He could have had $100,000. For the money, you want me to partially some way possibly admit to having sex with young girls for the money y'all need to breathe (laughs) disgusting so R. Kelly got these these girls that's out there and while there are people out there somebody give another one of these young girls who was skipping school phone number to talk to R. Kelly and she does she gets a call she gets a number she calls a number r kelly tells her to come to the party after he was acquitted he tells her to bring a bathing suit she take the bathing suit she goes to the party r kelly got her strutting around in a little bathing suit as a high school kid tells her to take her clothes off and walk around she does it because it's r kelly and you know why not I'm be hot. thinking about the story you get to tell your friends when you like, oh, I was laid up with R. Kelly. Like, it's just ridiculous. And so this girl is there. She's, you know, doing all these things. Then she starts learning the rules as well. Don't look at nobody. Don't talk to nobody. Call me daddy. Sitting here or whatever. She starts telling a story about one time she wasn't behaving correctly. I don't remember what she wasn't doing. But she said R. Kelly starts slapping her. She got um, on punishment. And um, she wasn't allowed to eat for like three days. It just don't make no sense at all at the same time r kelly's still married he got a whole wife who he shipped off while he was going to trial to left shipped her from uh illinois chicago illinois down to florida to stay down there and she was like having a baby her baby their baby almost died because she like you know was so stressed out about whatever the hell was going on with r kelly it's just a lot going on, child. Just so much stuff happening. It was just ridiculous, and I just don't understand. R. Kelly's wife says at one point while they're interviewing her, she, when she was seeing all of this stuff that the news was saying about her husband and all these things, she was just kind of like, I'm so confused because he has so much to do like he's writing songs for so many people and he's singing like while all of this is going on all of these songs that we enjoyed from all of these different artists um just were just coming out on the charts and so she's saying i don't even understand how he had time to do all of these things which just proves that there are so many other people who had to help him fly girls in feed girls get groceries for these girls make sure they had you know um toiletries and sanitary napkins and all of these things yeah somebody there were people who were working and was doing all this stuff you knew that these girls were in here and you know they didn't need to be there at all like come on there was like one person who's behind like a screen with their voice distorted and they telling all the stuff that they did and they participated it was disgusting disgusting (sighs) just nasty just why 
So then we get to the part three, which were the parents who had their girls with R. Kelly now present day. If you're not familiar with this, there were there was one couple who came on the news and I think it was kind of like BT news or something. They were talking about how their daughter went with R. Kelly. R. Kelly, they they haven't been able to find her, speak to her, reach her anywhere after she went with R. Kelly. Then there came out that video with that young girl, and she had been interviewed by TMZ saying that she was with R. Kelly, but that she wasn't being held against her will, and that, you know, she's fine, and she just want to be with R. Kelly. And then there's, like, all this talk about, it looks like in the shadow of her clothes, you can see somebody, like, giving the cut sign, like, you can end this interview now. And um, that was the daughter of this couple. This young lady was also the friend to the girl who met him after the trial. At one point, R. Kelly tells the trial girl, do you have any friends, you know, who could come too? And she's like, oh yeah, my friend, I think her name is Jocelyn or something like that. I'm not really sure, but um, she calls up her friend. They, she goes to meet her friend. Her friend goes with her um, court, court baby girl friend comes with her to be with R. Kelly. One of her other friends calls this young lady's mother and says, do you know that your daughter is over there at R. Kelly's? And she's like, no, I didn't know that. But by this time it's too late. She can't even get in touch with the girl. They're both there. Um, court girl says that once they're in the house they don't get to see each other much they have to text each other and try to meet try to find times when they can meet up to um to uh you know see each other in the house and they would be saying like I'm gonna ask to go to the bathroom this time you ask to go to the bathroom and just the damn fact that these girls gotta ask can they use the bathroom like that means that there are people in different parts of the house watching rooms to make sure these girls don't go nowhere that's sex trafficking y'all like come on if y'all listening to the catalog come on but whatever, let's keep going. So she says she never saw the girl. Um, but now she's still missing. To this day, she is still missing. Nobody has seen her. Her parents cannot get in touch with her. R. Kelly will not release her. Um, so there was another mother. And her daughter's name is Dominique. Dominique is at this place as well. Dominique's mama said she found her baby. And somehow she saw Dominique on a news story or something. And she was in Beverly Hills. The mom went to Beverly Hills. She found her daughter in a hotel. She tells the hotel manager, it's Mother's Day. I just want to surprise my daughter because she's here. She didn't know I was coming in town. I wanted to, you know, give her a happy, get a happy Mother's Day by just spending some time with my daughter, you know, surprised. So they take her up to a hotel room. Dominique is up there. She opens the door, but then she tries to hurry up and close it. Her mom, like, goes in, and she's telling Dominique, like, please, please, please talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Dominique's like, you can't be here. The other young lady who was missing is in the room. 
in you know in the in the hotel in the other part of the room um she tells her don't do it then when the mother goes outside the manager comes out and says that she called down dominique called downstairs she's like you can come the manager's like you can come back in and speak to your daughter so she goes in dominique says you can come back at six when the mother goes back at six the manager tells her you can't be here because somebody called and said that you were um you know not her mother and so if you stay on the property i'm gonna have to have you arrested for trespassing the mother has to leave she's in the car crying dominique ends up calling her mother and saying like mom please i didn't say it whatever whatever and they end up somehow sneaking the girl out of the hotel okay this girl is in the car crying. She's so sad. Her hair had been cut off. She had all these tattoos. She kind of looked more like a boy. I don't know if that was part of the, you know, disguising her plan or whatever. I'm not really sure. But, yeah, she she didn't look good um, on the video that we saw. And so Dominique was then home with her mother. And the mother was on the show saying that she... You know, Dominique has seen some things and she witnessed some stuff and that she was just, you know, trying to recover from all of that. Then we get into another couple. Y'all breathe. Because this about, first of all, that was heavy, but this about to be, I don't understand. I'm confused. I'm, I'm just confused. So there's a couple who has a daughter who was, I think, 15 or 16 years old. They said that the girl can sing. She got a great voice. Somehow they end up at an R. Kelly concert. I'm not sure why adults are taking a teenager to an R. Kelly concert. He ain't got no music out that been out any time where, like, a teenager would, you know, be like, oh, I got to get to this R. Kelly concert. Not that I know of. And he don't even have any music that's really appropriate to that he's going to do at an R. Kelly concert that, they're, that they would take their child to. But whatever, that's what they did. But they, the, the father's talking about, they talking about, if you see him, you meet him, you got to stay with us. So their plan was to hope that R. Kelly would pull their daughter on stage. And he does. He pulls her on stage. She up there inappropriately having R. Kelly gyrate around the, I don't understand why. And she ends up backstage where they couldn't control what was going on, even though their whole plan was we, we will be fine because she always going to be with us. She was not. And it took a long time for them to get somebody from the crew to tell them where their minor child was. So after that happens, they somehow, for whatever reason that I still don't understand, R. Kelly gave the daughter his phone number and for her to reach him. Why did you as the parents let her keep that phone number? I don't understand why you would let a minor have contact with R. Kelly in the light of all that you knew. And even if you didn't know, it's still not appropriate to have a grown man texting, calling your child, talking about she want to be a singer. You go through the parents for that. But okay, here we go. So 
now this girl has the phone number. She's skipping school. They find out that she's at the hotel with R. Kelly. They go to the hotel. The parents go to the ho- hotel to try to get their daughter. While they're there, first the hotel try to say she ain't there. Then they like, oh, yeah, she probably here. Then they got to go through, be like, oh, well, it's going to take a while to find them because R. Kelly got two floors worth of rooms, and we got to figure out which room she in. Like, all of this nonsense. That means the team was trying to move and shake, Okay. You got all these rooms. You got people up there trying to move and shake. They're probably trying to figure out which one of these girls we already got in here is her child. Because we ain't asked no dames. We just got babies up in here. She leaves. They get their, their daughter back. I guess because the hotel was like, y'all got to find this minor. We, we can't have these, these parents up in here saying we got minors being harbored in our hotel. So that may have been one of the only reasons why she was let back home. So she goes home, but they in the car with the girl talking about any other interactions with any other interactions. Let me tell you something. I don't understand. How you gonna be a parent? Know that there's these allegations about inappropriate actions, sexual actions with R. Kelly and minors. Let your minor have conversation with that man. Let your daughter go disappearing with that man twice. And still give her the option to be trying to be in some kind of communication with R. Kelly. I don't, I, the money. You still worried about maybe we can make some money. So you in the car like, oh, maybe if you try to talk to the next time you try to talk to him, just don't, don't, uh, don't do it without us. You ain't allowed to do it without. What is we talking about? This is a little girl. You do not let him around her. That is not, if her voice is that good and in this day and age, put her behind on YouTube. Let her make some videos, make some money. And let somebody like a Nick Cannon or Usher or Timberland or Missy Elliott or anybody else looking for people on the internet to find your child. Nasty. So, of course, this girl keeps on talking to R. Kelly. He he prepping her, all texting her and whatnot. She hit her graduation. And I think around graduation time somewhere, that girl turned 18 and she went off with the R. Kelly. And she ain't been seen since then. They have not seen that girl in three years. Three years, and now they out searching. On the show, they are out searching and trying to find her and calling the police, trying to do wellness checks at places where they believe that their daughter is, and ain't nobody opening doors because they don't have to if they don't want to, and the police telling them, there's nothing we could do if nobody wants to open the door and let us in. We don't. They don't have to do that. So these parents ain't seen that child in three years. They have no idea where she's at. They don't even know if she's still with R. Kelly. Now that girl, Dominique, whose mama got her out, she said that their daughter was with R. Kelly at one point and that she tried to escape, that she got caught and they moved her from the big group of girls. I mean, it's a lot going on, y'all. I don't know. So, at this point, R. Kelly has not been convicted of anything. There are lots of girls who are said to be holed up somewhere with R. Kelly and the, and the group of other women and the adults who are, you know, trafficking them in and through for some money. And I just want to say to you guys, if you are listening to his music, you need to stop. 
anytime that you stream the music, if you Google it and you play the music, if you already got it, if you're buying it because you want to hear it now to see what the problem is, he makes money off of that. That money then is used to house and maybe feed if they ain't on punishment to fly in these young girls who should not be there. You have to, that is what the whole hashtag Mute R. Kelly is about. Stop giving him your money. You are helping to run a sex traffic ring that R. Kelly is a part of right now. And if he ain't, why won't he just let people come in and see what's going on at his houses? It, if he's not, why is he making these songs about I confess? And, you know, why is he on Facebook talking about they should have did this 30 years ago? The, mu- the music already out there. Like, there's a lot of things he's doing to taunt us as the public to say, even if he's not doing it to say he likes the fact that it is a myth. Y- y'all, if y'all got that music, let it go. Don't, there's no justifying it. Don't give me no, oh, but well, what about Hugh Hefner? Oh, but what about all these white, other white people? We, we can't, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. If he is wrong, then he is wrong. And if you don't like for anybody to have sex with young girls, leave that music alone. There's so many other nasty songs out there. If you're looking for some other nasty songs, send me an email. I'll give you some. I know some other artists. If you don't, I do. Because the 90s was full of a nasty. You don't need R. Kelly. Hell, now the kids is pretty much just, you know, naked. I'll give you some songs today. Let it go. Anyway, guys, if you've been listening to, if you you haven't seen it, that's pretty much what happened. You can watch it if you want to. Make sure that you breathe throughout this session. Make sure that you breathe if you're watching it. There are lots of triggers in here again. So, you know, that's up to you. I wouldn't advise that we watch it. I wouldn't advise that we need to play it again. But that's... However, I wouldn't recommend it. I just kind of feel like... If you haven't seen it and you listen to this, if you want to watch it, go ahead. You know, I just, but I just wouldn't recommend it. I think it's too many triggers. Unless you, you know, if you feel like you're prepared, though, go ahead on and do it. Don't forget, guys, I'm here every week. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends. There's like on almost every one of your um, sites that you're host host sites that you're listening to this. There's a there's a place to share these episodes. Hit that share thing. Share it with your um. With your social media people, you can go ahead on and share it on Facebook and Twitter and let people know that you're listening. If you want to tell people that you are listening to this podcast, you can go ahead on and at me on Twitter, especially at um, Just Saying Podcast. And you can also use the hashtag Pods in Color, P O D S I N um, C O L O R or P O D S I N pod in P O D I N. Okay. I'll put those things down in the show notes as well. Let people know that we are here guys. Let's grow this community. 
um, you know, you guys are here. You might as well bring some people along. There's room for everybody. You know, <laughs> I try to tell everybody all the time, my DMs is mad open. So, you know, we got space for you all. <laughs> Don't forget, you know, it doesn't cost anything to rate and review this. So thank you in advance to all my iTunes people who are rating and reviewing this. Give me those good four or five stars and I would appreciate you. Um, and don't forget to check out those social media sites. I have some videos going up on YouTube. There is a video up currently now. We're talking about the same subject. So if you want to go over there and leave comments over there, you can go ahead on and do that. Um, that also will be in the show notes so you know how to find the YouTube page. I thank you guys so much once again for being here. And remember, guys, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying.